When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Girl, he reads from these journals he kept when he was a principal. Uncut and uncensored. Putting all his business in the street. The podcast, Ruthless Equity. The name, Ken Williams. Well, today started with a nice bang. A grandmother brings a child in but does not want to complete the paperwork to get him registered. She's been ranting and raving all over the place, and I was warned that she'd be coming in to see me. Well, she did. And I focused solely on my outcome, which was to ensure that she registered her child. She ranted on and on to me about how upset she was, who she was going to contact, and the steps she was going to take. All the while, she begrudgingly completed the paperwork. Jeannie, my assistant principal, was in the room also, amazed with how calm I was able to stay. I explained to her that I was focused only on my outcome. My outcome was to get completed paperwork, not to engage in an argument or respond to false accusations. That was all bait, an effort to pull me down into the mud and have me respond inappropriately. It did not work and has not worked in a long time. Jeannie was impressed with my composure. I explained that you get better at this over time. Hey, listen, I have revamped my professional development offerings. You can find them at unfoldthesoul.com. Touch the speaking tab. I've got two new offerings. The first is the three-hour virtual PD experience with me. And then the second is the in-person PD experience. Notice I don't call these presentations or workshops because I don't know. No, but I do know. I've gotten to a point in my career. One, my confidence is at an all-time high. I know equity like no one else. I know how to make it practical, tangible, meaningful. I know I could turn those states around who have foolishly banned equity from uh, any of their policies. I can help districts that 
have policies around equity, but they're spinning in circles, having conversations that don't lead to any kind of improvement in student learning. I can move your district from PLC light to PLC right because I explain PLCs like no one else. I simplify it. It's authentic. I can take all those moving parts that are swirling around you, all the moving parts and make them make sense. If you are interested in advancing your mission of learning for all, advancing your mission of equity, excellence, and achievement for all students, regardless of background. If you're a fan of ruthless equity and um, want to move your staff or district forward with it, get at a brother now. Go to my site. Go to my page, unfoldthesoul.com. Reminds me of, it reminds me of that book I read. It's called, uh, uh, reminds me of of nothing nothing and i got 950,000 1100 books behind me right now on this shelf and some of them are great but none of them are like ruthless equity ruthless equity is a book like no other explains equity like no other speaks to you like no other the coach on your shoulder the guide on your side to move you from rhetoric to results regarding your journey with equity Pick up a copy of Ruthless Equity at Amazon.com. If you are a fan, you've read it, take a minute, please, and leave a review on Amazon.com. Now, back to the podcast. All right, baby, let's get into it. Before I start, quick shout out to Todd Keenan, assistant principal out of Ohio, ran up on me at the Learning Forward Conference and really went on and on about the podcast and I made a brother feel good. So that was awesome. There's a lot to this one, baby. A lot to it. This is, uh, you know, we all bring our own stories to the table. As you know, if you listen to this podcast long enough, my nature is, uh, you know, people pleasing. That probably has something to do with like self-worth issues and blah, blah, blah. I just can tell you, I came into the field as a people pleaser. I'm not so much a people pleaser anymore, but that's what I was dealing with. And it has everything to do with this episode because I found myself early on. I knew I was going to be a relational leader. Um, I really believe I have a gift for seeing more in people than they see in themselves. The people in pleaser me wants to be supportive And I can kind of go overboard with that early on. You know what I mean? Just uh, trying to fill every teacher's pockets with uh, tons of Jolly Ranchers. And uh, in the hopes that they'll just do what I asked them to do. Well, early on, I would take some of that shit personally. And that was not right. But it's, but I want to say it's not unusual. I want to say it's not unusual to to feel that way. That if someone's kind of going against a decision you made that... It's about you. It feels that way in the beginning. But if you look at the title of this week's pod, even when it's about you, it's not about you. Here's what I've learned. Even when people make it about you, don't make it about you. I operate better when I make it about outcomes. Now, of course, if it's about you and there's something you got to be responsible for, then, of course, step up. But in this situation... You know, this was, in my mind, more remnants of 
the past culture, right? This is part of, you know, working out the last vestiges of this cultural shift with this new leadership. Because I, I know just for a fact that the principal before me was pretty much absent. He was there, but the entire student body thought the assistant principal was the principal. That's how out of sight the principal was. And I was telling someone yesterday, you know, I was in a session and they asked, you know, do you have a supportive uh, district office? And I'll say this, like on the whole, there were some levels of dysfunction, but my direct supports were very effective. You know, Linda Tanner and Dr. Jackson were both very supportive. So I had good support. And one of the issues that became a reality before I got there was parents didn't even bother calling the principal. They, they went straight to central office. They went straight to central office raising hell. And, you know, I just think it was just part of the culture of adult first, kid second. And even in my biggest people pleasing days, that just didn't sit well with me. And so I, I, I learned over time to not make it personal. I kind of look at it as a game, like a gauntlet. You know, I I was debating between two titles for this podcast episode, but this was my first thought, the one that I, that I named it, right? Even when it's about you, it's not about you. But my other thought was American Gladiator because that's what helps me. That's what helps me to this day, that I stand at one end of the field, 100 yards down is where I need to be, and I look at situations like this grandmother, right? Because to me, it's like the outcome is you got to register your kid. What the? I mean, give me a break. You got to register your kid. But if you want to come in with all your histrionics and stuff like that, what I do is I see it as a game. I stand at one end of the field. At the other end of the field is the completed paperwork. And in between me and the completed paperwork is all the shit she's trying to distract me with. You know, all the mudslinging, the name calling, the this, she's going to do that, all the threats. And I just see it as like as an American gladiator. I'm just trying to navigate up. Oh, there's a big old like oversized uh, ball coming at me. Oh, there's a, a, a bouncy house that if I don't jump the right way, I'm going to slip through and fall. That, that's the way I look at it. And that helps me stay calm. It helps me depersonalize leadership. And I'll tell you one more thing. Early on, when I thought every time someone didn't comply or didn't follow through or didn't live up to their responsibilities, when I thought it was about me, that really is about my ego. That's my ego. People come to the table, listen, times that I don't comply or don't get some, here's just a quick example. Of course, I'm, you know, I'm not school-based anymore, but you know, I have timelines for things. I gotta turn paperwork in, you know, make things happen, follow up with proposals. If I missed a deadline, you know, I feel like shit about it, and that's that's terrible on my part, but it's never been because of how I feel about the host. You know what I mean? And so what I had to learn and tell myself was, people come to the table with their own stories. People don't sit up at night and say, at least in my opinion, they're not saying, uh, you know what, uh, to hell we can, we don't want to do this. Maybe they don't want to do it because they're afraid. Maybe they don't want to do it because they don't fully understand. Maybe they don't agree with it. But none of that is personal for me. Now, I'm not going to sit here and sound like an automaton either. 
and act like sometimes it didn't get my blood boiling because it did. Sometimes, every once in a while, it did. But I would find a way to take some deep breaths and be completely outcomes focused. Completely outcomes focused. And with my assistant principal being impressed, that means this grandmother was off the damn chain because her blood pressure is lower than mine. Like she gets less rattled than I do. So for her to be impressed, this grand, and I can't tell you that I remember every detail about this. This is, you know, I'm going based on the journal entry. This grandma was raising some kind of hell in there. But all I cared about was, I need you to fill out this paperwork. You can call me anything you want. You can accuse me of anything you want. You can, all, all of that shit. I let her, I let her go on and on as long as I saw her right hand moving, baby. You got to get that right hand moving and fill out that address, uh, fill out that his medical information, who's allowed to pick his ass up. That's all I cared about. And so if you, you got to depersonalize leadership in some ways and stay outcomes focused. It is it has served me in so many different areas of my life. And it helps me understand that when it's about me, it's not about me. And even if the grandmother came in and said, look, this shit's about you, I would still mentally find a way for me to not own that and make it about me. I'm not sure what her issue was. I'm not sure why she didn't want to fill out the paperwork. I'm not sure in what what universe do you get to send a child to school and not fill out any paperwork. I don't know. But the bottom line is it had to happen and I wasn't going to get pulled down into the mud. But I took over a school where the adults ran the place, man. It was like, when I say adults ran the place, I mean, it was adult comfort first. And I'm not sure where kids fell in, but it was more of the sign of old times where folks got what they want. Their parents were running the place, the whole nine. Stay outcomes focus treat it like a game when i say treat it like a game don't trivialize it don't trivialize it the game part just helped me cope right so every move every exchange that's happening am i moving across the field right and then sometimes you're making lateral moves and you're not making forward moves i got to make these forward moves to get to the other side of the field into the end zone across the line avoid and and navigate all of the obstacles and distractions. And in the end, as I read in the journal, in the end, she filled out the paperwork, baby. And that's what it's about. Stay outcomes focused. Don't take things personally. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to, I'm not going to say it one more time. I'm going to repeat it over and over again. When mission sits at the center of what you do, it is easier to be outcomes focused. When mission sits at the center of everything, and when I'm not talking about your damn mission statement, you know this by now, not your mission statement. When mission sits in the center of what you do, it was easy for me to catch all that hell because my mission was, listen, in the service of high levels of learning for all kids, we got to get this paperwork filled out. And because I evolved to a point where I knew not to take it personally, we got it done. 
I want you to remember to start with the crown, not with the kid. Tell somebody about this podcast, baby. Somebody told Todd, and look at Todd. Ran across the hotel lobby. We got a selfie going and everything. Come on now. You know someone needs to hear this message. It's a podcast like no other, where I'm reading from a journal. Tell somebody about this podcast. Start with the crown, not with the kid. And may the bridges I burn light the way. You've been listening to the Ruthless Equity School Leadership Podcast with Ken Williams. For more information about Ken, visit RuthlessEquity.com.